Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, running down Santa Claus land. Licks and blitz and all the hills are reindeer, pulling on the rain. Bells are ringing, children sing it all is merry and bright. Hang your stockings and say your prayers, Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And uh, with us today, we've got the full team. We've got Dr. Aloha. Uh, we've got producer Joe. Always a pleasure, gents. And sound guy, Tom. Check one, two. Check one, two. Perfect. Hey, we're friends who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast. And I could talk all about all the awards and the renown that we've gained, but really, I think it's just impressive that after a year and a half of doing this, we're, we're still speaking to each other. <laughs> Barely. Barely. But I think a- we need each other more than ever now. I agree. I agree. <laughs> that's true. I'm just in it for the free beer. <laughs> Teachers by day, beer drinkers by night, and we're lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, California, where it's sunny and warm all year long. We've said this many times, beer mecca. That's right. Today felt like a beer mecca, man. The weather was so nice. Yeah. Uh, I was watching that 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 storm that's coming in on the East Coast, and I'm just like, I'm walking around in my shorts and my flip flops, yeah. and I'm like, it's good to live where we live. Sorry, the rest of the country. I, I played beach volleyball today, uh, in and I took my shirt off, and it's December, whatever the heck it is, middle of December, <laughs> mid December. Uh, it's the holiday go. season. Yeah. And Doc, did you make it out to the tide pools? I did last two days in a row. Oh, I should share with you. I, I cut a. Big old lobster uh, two days ago, yeah. Nice. Almost legal. Almost legal to keep and eat. How was it? Did it taste good? No, I said <laughs> almost. <laughs> He's saying it would have tasted better if yeah. it was yeah. 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 I'm with I, fishing game. I, I was trying to catch <laughs> you. Well, again, welcome. Pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, join us for a holiday episode. And of course, please find and follow us on social media at I Like Beer the Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I like beer the Po one and I like beer the Ta one on Twitter. You can start nominating people for beers. As I saw we had a couple nominees today for some beers the awards. Those are going to come up soon. Uh, how are we doing on our followers? Just shy of fifteen hundred on Instagram. Come on, listeners! I promised the gang fifteen hundred by the end of the year, and we need, as of re- this recording, we need fifty-eight more followers to get there. So close. All right, we'll make it happen, Internet. Visit our website at ilikebeerthepodcast.com to learn more about us. And uh, don't forget, you can also virtually toast and drink with us on Untapped. We're pretty easy to find. Uh, just look for us all under I Like Beer, the podcast. Our last episode, the Festivus episode, brought in about 40 new new uh, followers on Instagram. So nice. you, you had just come back from your Texas trip. So we shouted them out and asked them to jump on board. So I think that had a, and some nice. Seinfeld fans you know, together. Yes. We're getting pretty close. I went back and watched that episode again after we did the episode, and I actually made my daughter watch it. And that show, and I feel like I got to go back and start watching that show again. It is, it is hilarious. It is yeah, funny. it is funny, funny. Hey, it's December holiday season, so tonight we're celebrating. Well, we already got Festivus in last week, so this takes care of all other holidays, correct? That's right, because we're going to take a, not a break. We're going to release some treasured recordings in the next couple of weeks, our uh, best beer movie ever. Oh yeah, I can't wait. And I threw that out on Twitter for some some uh, suggestions for what they think our fourth and fifth movies might be. So we've been holding on to these since pre-COVID. 
We've been aging them. Yeah. 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 Barrel aged. Yeah. yeah. There's a barrel. The first barrel one. Aged, barrel barrel aged. aged episode. These are Imperial podcasts. Barrel yes. aged. I'm really excited to release those because I know I told several uh, friends and listeners that, about the recordings of them and they've been asking me over and over again when they're coming. So excited to release those. And then we'll be back at the new year with, uh, with the Beersies. Yep. Very excited for that one this year. I think we got some, uh, some great nominees coming. Oh, absolutely. So we will, we'll be back with those in January. So right now we need to drink a beer. Oh yeah. <laughs> Beers tonight come from Rincon Reservation Reservation Road Brewery. Rincon Reservation Road Brewery. Now that I have tried to say that out loud, I see why they call themselves 3R Brewing. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's like a sobriety check. It's a sobriety check when, you, when you're there, you go to order, they go, can you say the name? No, sorry. Yeah. Where did you just come from? Rincon Reservation Road Brewery. Yeah. <laughs> 3R, 3R. 3R Brewing. Right. One of the newest breweries in San Diego, located in Valley Center. So score another point for North County, San Diego. Beer Mecca within the Beer Mecca. Uh, Rebranding of the old uh, SR76 Brewing, located next to Harrah's Rincon Casino in Funner, California. Not to be confused with Funnest, California. Yeah. No. No, Funner. Funner. Yeah. Which is bad grammar, but not ironic. And a good place to be. <laughs> oh, come on. And get some of these beers right. when you're there. Tribally owned, operated, brewed by the Rincon Band of Lusuenio Indians Reservation. Their goal is to educate, pay tribute to their heritage while making quality craft beer from sustainable ingredients inspired by their culture. That's right off their website. Nice. They say, call us 3R Brewery. I could have used that earlier. <laughs> they say, call us 3R Brewery, ah, uh, Reservation Road, nice. anything. Just give us a call. <laughs> And come taste the flavors of our land. And Todd and Talent, you've got the Red Rattler Amber Ale. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thoughts on this? It's really good. You know, normally when you have a brand new brewery, you, you, you go in there and you kind of have that expectation of, of you know, you, what's going to be their quality right off the bat. You know, I know we've been to a handful of more. Uh, initially, we thought that the, the beers needed a little work. And then you go revisit it about a, a year later and you're like, okay, they finally figured this out. I'd actually say these ones, they, they've kind of got it going right off the start. I think this is a, it's a really yeah. tasty amber. You know, a lot of times the ambers will have a lot of caramel to it and, and, and that kind of, it doesn't really have that. It's pretty smooth drinking, pretty balanced. I think it's pretty solid. I mean, when you think ambers in your taste buds, this is right down the middle of the road. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. It's very drinkable. No, I think they did a really good job with it. Nice. Good to hear. I haven't had that one. So I had, I had high hopes for it. I can't wait to go out there. We'll, we'll... Can't wait to visit them. We'll play some poker, drink some beer. Yeah, yeah, and I and I love the the idea of uh, their cause. That basically they're trying to educate and paying tribute to their to their heritage. I think that's a, a noteworthy cause. So definitely a place to uh, for us to support. And Tom, Joe, and I have the Chief IPA. Thoughts on a uh, Chief IPA, gentlemen? Same as talent that you'd expect it to be an average IPA. I'm really enjoying it. It. Uh, says that it has spice and pine and i actually am uh, tasting that so it wheat notes and i think those kind of come through and give it a little more depth but also dial back the bitterness it's not like a oh san diego west coast uh, uber bitter yeah it, it's nice that's very good yeah i i like the uh right up here it says the title of chief is earned not given <laughs> a proven leader the chief is respected honored and cherished well, with regards to earning, you know, kudos from us, I, th- I think they've done their their part here. Uh, I agree. This is a really solid one. It's almost sessionable in my mind. Yeah. So well, well done, Rincon. Great job. 
At six percent, yeah, be a good session. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the word almost. The six percent is just a perfect warm up for what I what I see is in store in my near future. So that's yes. right. I've heard <laughs> tell I, of this. Took a little peek in my uh, gift basket because our second beers tonight will be our gift beers, and I, I peek. Sorry, Talon, I took a little peek. That's okay. I can't wait for mine too. I was I'm super excited. You're like a little kid. I, am. I know. Yeah. It is. <laughs> but with this beer in hand, which I'm quite enjoying, it's time for toast, roast, and pour one out. Talent, you're up first with the toasts. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously in, in, uh, with us here in California, especially, but I think across the country, uh, but with us going back into kind of a, a lockdown with regards to our, our breweries and our, our restaurants and bars and that kind of stuff, you know, I think the, the, the concept of, of helping out and shopping local and, and supporting those businesses become even more important. Um, I've seen a bunch of things locally here, really cool where people are doing things like a pint it forward where you can purchase a, a pint for a, a frontline worker, um, you know, and those types of things. And people are trying to do delivery and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I saw this story. And I thought it was really cool, uh, especially because to me, it's a, it's a brewery that's not even from our area, but they're coming down here to help out in our area. And that's Sierra Nevada brewing. Um, and they've partnered with uh, the Del Mar Village Association, and they're delivering meals to frontline workers in hospitals across San Diego, which I think is a great concept. But the thing that's even kind of cooler about it is what they've done is they've purchased about 2,000 meals from struggling restaurants throughout the Del Mar Village. So to help the, the restaurants out, and then they take that food and those meals, and then they serve them to frontline workers as they work that around that clock uh, schedule to take care of our community. So it kind of hits both sides of it. So I thought that was yeah, just a really smart. cool story. And hopefully more companies and businesses will step up because they can obviously even do it on a larger scale than, than we can. Um, but I would encourage all of us and all of our listeners to continue to really support uh, local um, over the next uh, you know month or so, because uh, you know I think, I think it's going to be real interesting to see how, how we fare going through these, these restrictions again. So big, big toast to Sierra Nevada. We love everything yeah. they do. And this is just really cool that they came into our, yeah. our neck of the woods and are helping people out, both restaurants and frontline workers. So cheers. cheers to the Sierra Nevada and the Del Mar Village Association for coming up with that idea. That's a great idea. Just one more reason to love Sierra Nevada. Yeah, if you want to be involved, I looked it up, www.fuelthefrontlinesandiego.com. Fuelthefrontlinesandiego.com. You could jump right in there with uh, Sierra Nevada and help out. Thank you, Talent. I got a quick toast as well. Today, Major League Baseball announced it will add the Negro Leagues to the official records. That's one that's been long overdue and glad it's here. 3,400 players from seven leagues that operated from 1920 to 1948 will now be considered major leaguers, and that's going to seriously shake up the record books. But yeah, yeah. better late nice. than never. So uh, toast, like toast to Major League Baseball for moving in the right yeah, direction. Cheers. They may move slowly, but they're moving. <laughs> At least they're moving. Right. <laughs> Just under a hundred years to get down on it. That's not bad. <laughs> Maybe they had that. Maybe somebody had a calendar and they were wa watching that, but you know, that's going to, that's going to change some records. Uh, and awesome. you know, that's what's been holding it back is, is yeah. <laughs> we'll wait for some yeah. guys to die. Then they won't fight so bad about the records being a, but there's some, some amazing ball players that, that maybe their names have been lost to history that are going to, that people are going to know about. Get some recognition. That's really cool. Love it. That sounds like a movie. A movie in the yeah, making. Yeah, that's right a movie there. for sure. 
I did some research and I got it like our next three seasons of baseball ones lined up based just on, on what I was reading today. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty excited. I'm trying to keep my mouth shut. I'm saving it. We have a snake. Save it for the podcast. Save, this time it's yeah. safe for a different podcast. So save it for the next podcast. That's right. That's right. So toast to uh, Major League Baseball. Would you like me to take the first road to talent? I think Tom's got a toast here. I got a quick toast. Oh, I did not see it on the, I did not see it on there. I'm very sorry. It's because it's so quick. Sure. Right. <laughs> uh, quick update on our hometown hero, Alex Smith. He has gotten two more victories over the last few weeks, bringing the Washington football team to a record of six and seven and still in first place. Yes, first place at six and seven, including a victory over the previously undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. So go, Alex Smith. I'm rooting for you. I guess we're going to change our name to I Like Alex Smith, the podcast. <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Tom likes Alex Smith. I mean, I like Alex Smith, too. I'm, I cheer Tom, you got a man crush going Tom or what? Tom sounds like he's got I'm a big man, man crush. Alex says he's really following that guy. No, there's nothing wrong Tom with that. I'm a man of the player. Yeah. Yeah. But Tom, that was also a very well-executed toast. Very, it was good speed. Yes. Good duration. Yeah. Nicely done. <laughs> yes. So toast to Tom and Alex Toast Smith. to Tom. I'm going to toast Tom. Talent. Let's toast to Tom. That's good. <laughs> Very good. Good luck, Alex Smith, in the playoffs. Oh, we'll hear about it. Don't worry about it. We will have play-by-play updates. <laughs> We're on to roast. Why don't we take this first roast, Talent, so I can look, yeah, you, you stay out of the way of your roast because you are a roast yeah. expert. I don't even know if this is a, a toast, a roast, or a pour one out. So I stuck it in the middle for the team to to help me decide. Maybe it doesn't matter. But this is for Robert Allen Zimmerman, who just cashed in uh, with a $300 million payday. And that would be Bob Dylan. Yeah. That's right. I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. Sold his entire song catalog to Universal Music for an estimated $300 million, 600 songs, 300 million bucks. You go, Bob. He must have needed the money. <laughs> yeah. But you know, at his age, why not? Why the hell yeah. not? So is this a toast because Dylan gets paid? Is it a roast because he's selling out to the man? Is it a pour one out for the end of an era? Poet rebel rock stars standing up against the man? I'm not sure where this thing lands. So I'm going I'm to look on the bright side. Bob's going to give half of it to charity, so it's a toast. Okay. All right. There you go. I spoke with two friends and friends of the show who are devotees of Mr. Bob Dylan, Mr. Kurt Deary, historian, who introduced me to Dylan when I was 14. He says, uh, hey, his musical portfolio is a financial asset, and why not cash out while you're alive? He's 79. Yeah. And he gets some say about how the music's used. Someone was going to sell it out after he passed away anyway. So his big thing was he's hoping that the – you know, the original primary sources are preserved for study and not sold off to private collectors so that they're available for public to see forever. And fair point, just like you'd expect of a historian. Uh, our friend Joe Sylvie kept it simple. He's bummed at the sale, but it's his music. He can do what he wants. He's still a god. So there you have it. Still don't know if it's a toast, roast, or pour. I would agree with with Mr. Sylvie. I think I think actually both of them make valid points, but I would agree. It's his music. It's and At least he did it and someone else didn't do it to him. Yep. So it's, it's like a Dylan lyric. I'm still scratching my head, but I'll I'll toast it. I'll have a drink. That's a toast. <laughs> there you go. What does Will Farrell have to say about it? Uh, <laughs> more cowbell. More cowbell, for sure. 
All right. So I, I'm going to put mine kind of in the same lines because as I started looking at this, I started off with a with a roast. But in some ways you could toast this. And then at the end, as I got to it, I'm like, this is definitely kind of maybe a poor one out as well. I'll let you guys decide on this as well. But uh, saw this today that uh, CBS Sports and Nickelodeon are teaming up and they are actually going to broadcast one of the NFL wildcard games on Nickelodeon. And they're going to set it up so that it's going to be, as they term it, a slime-filled telecast tailored for family fun. So basically, they're taking a, an NFL playoff game and they're going to do, they're going to Nickelodeon it up. Uh, and it says they're going to have uh, on-field graphics, virtual filters, uh, all kinds of special halftime presentation of SpongeBob stuff, Nick theme elements throughout the game. So someone had said something about like some SpongeBob stuff on the uprights when they kick field goals or whatever. All this kind of stuff. And so I thought, first of all, I said, well, that's kind of cool. But then I started thinking, about, well, they're really catering to kind of a, a different audience. So they're just trying to grow their base. And then when I read the last part of it where they talked about, it says NFLNickPlay.com will serve as the official online destination for the game on Nickelodeon. And uh, they said on that, they're going to kids will be able to engage with quizzes, polls, fun facts, info galleries. Sports themed short form videos, which are all great, but the last part was they're also going to be able to have weekly pick 'em printables. <laughs> so they're basically just going to let kids start gambling at an extremely long age, <laughs> young age, so that they can be lifelong yeah. gamblers. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. That's where the oh. that's where the roast started to come in on that. Yeah. So, um, so amazing. hey, on, this is going to happen on January 10th. So you're going to be able to, be able to watch that game either on CBS. Or you can watch the Nickelodeon slime field special. So again, take it for whatever you want for it. I, like I said, I think it's kind of cool in some ways, but in other ways, I'm like, oh, this is kind of an interesting. They're really going after the young viewer there in the NFL. Yeah. One lucky child will be concussed on on a national TV. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> put him in the tent for a little while, and his dad will say, "He's yeah. fine." He's yeah. Fine. <laughs> yeah, rub some dirt on it. I just thought it was funny. I'm reading the whole thing. I was like, this is kind of cool. And then they're like, oh, we're going to have weekly pickums. Can you imagine the five year old? Hey, dad, uh, dad, I got, I'm going to put five mess. down on this game. Which which way should I go? Do I take the over? Yeah. Do I take the under? Uh, yeah. You know, and so you just start grooming, grooming betters and gamblers that are from an early age. Well, I guess that's another that lands in the TRP question mark line. But anybody got a, another roast or are we moving on to pours? I'm going to do my pour one out and then talent let you finish that up then. Uh, I'm pouring one out for winning. Yeah, you know, we were told time about four years ago that we would get tired of winning, and yeah, uh, I am. Apparently, Donald Trump did because he's done winning, and Joe Biden's got to be exhausted from winning because I think he's won the election like 50 times in the last month. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know what all that means for winning, but I'm pouring one out for winning. Yeah, I agree. Similar, very similar. Um, I'm going to pour one out for jewels, as in the family jewels. Oh, um, whoa, whoa. yes. Oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Listen and learn, people. Okay. Here's what it is. So I've been watching a lot of Cobra Kai lately. I don't know if you guys are Karate Kid Fantastic. fans, but, yeah, you but I've been cool. watching Cobra Kai, really enjoying Cobra Kai. So right now I'm heavy into a karate kung fu stage. So when I see a story about kung fu, I get pretty interested. I'm going to read this. So I found this gentleman from China. Uh, whose name is, I'm going to mispronounce this, but his name is Huang Liutai, and he is a Kung Fu master. However, he's not an ordinary Kung Fu master because he practices a unique form of martial arts that is called Iron Crotch Kung Fu. Oh, One more time, no. Iron Crotch Kung Fu. So wow. this, this, this Iron Crotch Kung Fu, and you can actually look it up and see the videos of it, uh, it says its most famous technique involves a steel plate capped log that's basically about seven feet long with steel on each end of it, and it weighs about 88 pounds, and it swings on a pendulum through the air, and they smash into your crotch. They smash oh, it into your jewel. hell? 
Yeah. Yeah. No, that's Iron Crotch Kung Fu. And they say what what Wang says is he's the head of it. <laughs> Wang. <laughs> Wang. Wang. I don't know if he's Wang or Wang, but Wang. Wang. I'm going to say Wang. Yeah. Wang is After a couple years of mastery, it became Wang. Yeah. So he's the Iron. He, he actually says that that when you practice Iron Crotch Kung Fu, as long as you push yourself, you'll feel great. So just right. think about that. Yeah, and he's uh, he's been actually practicing this for half a century, and he has two children. I think that's the first question everybody's asked. Is like, yeah. wait, wait, did he, but was he practicing this before yeah. he had children? Yeah, yeah. No, he says that if you practice with correct methods and sufficient practice, it doesn't hurt at all, and it's, it has no effect on your your fertility. Oh, so, crap. Huh? Yeah, no, he has no balls to begin with. So at, the, at its principle, the principle of iron crotch is a mastery is gained by taking uh, hits to the body's weakest points, and it has been practiced in his in Wang's village for over 300 years village of seven people <laughs> he also said they also have other disciplines in the in the iron crotch they have iron throat iron head iron chest and iron back as well so oh, okay um that's an, that, that village, came from another his village is iron crotch yeah, exactly okay in wang's village wang's village but here's the concern is is you know originally this style of kung fu was really uh, uh historically has been a fiercely guarded secret uh, but concern has grown because fewer and fewer people are practicing it. And they're worried that, hey, it's not going to survive. And they said that, you know, at one time there was over 200 people regularly practicing. And now it's down to around 20. And they said, actually, now it's even dropping even more. And then last year, they're down to only five people that are slamming uh, log poles into their crotches. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so many of them are leaving to be sopranos in the opera. Yes. So, <laughs> so anyways, so, so Wang saw this and his fellow masters saw this and they said, hey, we need to promote this. First of all, they created the swinging log device that originally all they would do is they would just basically kick and punch each other in the jewels um, or use a brick <laughs> or a stick. So then they said, no, no, we need to amp this up for the modern times. People want you know bigger and better. So they created this big swinging pendulum log thing to slam into their crotch. Um, so that was the first part. And then they started posting videos on social media, just promoting it. And it's actually had an effect. And they've actually now have people practicing it all across and countries and they basically say that uh, people are making like custom-made videos of themselves just whacking themselves in the nuts so anyways that's kind of where we go with that so i just try i, I think that. i have a hidden gift yeah. i saw that and i said you know hey uh more power to you and and just i'll leave you with with the final quote from wang he says if there are more students uh, that carry it forward and can spread it to the whole country and the world if they can carry this form of kung fu forward then my dream will come true good there yeah. you go so Perfect. I'm pouring one out for the family jewels. I'll honestly, yeah. take a look at it. You watch the video. It's pretty, pretty funny, but yeah, you know, Hey, it, it's uh it is impressive. So anytime when you're looking to, to push yourself, iron crotch Kung Fu. Fair nice. nah, yeah. Not interested. I think that covers the obituaries as well today. <laughs> well sure. said, Tom. well said, well said, Tom. <laughs> For generations, right, well, once again, not be looking at something that you have reported on. <laughs> oh. uh, I'm watching it right now. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> Any more pours? Well, then, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Toast, Roast, and Pour One Out. I see the doctor's empty. I'm empty. Anybody else on empty? I'm empty. I can be. <laughs> it's time for a gift. Uh, who got whom what is what we're going to find out now. Quick rundown on uh, these gift beers that we've done every single year of the podcast, which means we so also far. do that. Yeah. 
I look yeah. forward to it all year long. I just yes, say for that. sure. Todd, who did you uh, draw out of the hat and what did you deliver? Well, I delivered to Tom. And uh, I know Tom's a fan of some sours. And I was in Michigan, uh, I don't know, a year ago. I bought Tom a six pack of one of my favorite, uh, one of the few sours I have enjoyed, uh, thoroughly enjoyed. Right, Tom? Did you have any of that yet? I'm just about to crack it open. There you go. So, Tom, you got to crack open that raspberry and let me know. And who's the brewer on this? Tom. This is from Founders. Founders, okay. They're uh, one of the biggest breweries in Grand Rapids, which has a pretty big brewery scene, which we've talked about before, Grand Rapids, Michigan. But the fact that that uh, we're in California and we can buy their beer out here means they must be pretty well established. Right. So the smell just jumps out at you. It's a raspberry, very fruity. You don't really get the sour taste in it, so I'm, I'm kind of impressed there. Comes in at 57 Thank you, Doc. This is really good. Yeah, I think it's one of their best-selling beers. Padre, I think you would really enjoy this. All right. Might have to save you one. Well, I'll give you six packs so you can save one for them. I'll be by later tonight, Tom. Thanks. <laughs> I'll leave a light on for you. <laughs> and talent. I have a, a beer that you delivered to me here. Yeah, I gave, I gave you a beer this year. So um, I actually gave you a couple beers, but we're highlighting one of them right here is uh, from Epic Brewing. Uh, which is based out of Salt Lake City and Denver, Colorado. It's actually become one of my favorite breweries, even though it's far away. But one of the the owners lives right next door to my dad. So I, I tend to get a lot of their beer and, and really enjoy it. And so I was able to get some of their, uh, these are kind of uh, specialty beers that they don't produce. Uh, they call them kind of rare beers um, off of their Big Bad Baptiste, which are all their barrel-aged things. So I got you the, the chocolate raspberry. Basically, you know what it says. It's a it's a, a imperial stout that's been aged in whiskey barrels, uh, with coffee, cacao, and raspberries added. Uh, ABV it actually gives a range. It's it's from the ten point five to thirteen point five percent. So I think it's a sipping Whatever. beer. Pace yourself. Yeah, sipping beer. I I will say this now though. That I did just look it up on their website. I'm going to read the description of this. Um, and I probably should have read this before I gave it to you because I don't want you to get in any improper thoughts or ideas. But this is what it says. It says the road to romance is paved with chocolate and raspberries. The tangy freshness of real raspberries blends gloriously with the rich chocolate flavors of Big Bad Baptiste. Take your time to explore and enjoy this luxurious blend with someone who is more than a friend. So there you go, Jeff. Take it for what it's worth. Um, Enjoy. I hope you like it. You are more of a friend. You're you're a brother. Okay. I think we're renaming you guys Skip and Ping. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking more in a brother way. But yeah, if you, if you have an egg and you need someone to sit on it for a couple hours for you, I'm there for you. Yeah, dude, I'll write back at you. I would do it definitely. For you. Well, I've drawn a line at that though. Yes. So <laughs> well, hopefully you enjoy it. it. It sounds delicious. It is delicious. And I, I'm, I'm, it's one of those beers I, I know I need to let it warm up a little bit. So I had it sitting out for the last about half hour to let it, you know, kind of warm up there. Aged in whiskey barrels. It does smell like chocolates and raspberries. Are you feeling amorous? The coffee comes through. It tastes like Valentine's Day. It tastes like a a, a, a cold February with a fire. <laughs> it, it really does. There's That's the a delicious There's beer. The love. And I have 22 ounces of 11.6%. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> wow. Enjoy. Enjoy. Enjoy myself tonight. Enjoy. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll come by before I hit Tom's. That sounds perfect. Uh, you know, after the, after that beer, you could probably sla- uh, slam one of those big logs into your crotch, and you know, be fine. <laughs> yes, I'll just use the bomb. Call it Iron Crotch Kung Fu. Iron Crotch Kung Fu. It's funny that you said that because I wrote in my notes right here, I with a big star next to it, I wrote Iron Crotch Kung Fu Double IPA, not a beer. <laughs> <laughs> for later episodes and, and beer and not yeah. a beer but the raspberries yeah. come through really nicely and the chocolate up front and then the back end has the the coffee that i really like so and it's not that not that sweet it, it i thought it was going to be a very sweet beer because it comes out kind of syrupy but it's not not overly sweet at all so th- thank you fantastic choice 22 ounces really oh yeah look at that <laughs> Holy cow. Because 21 is not enough, man. No, never has been. Never. <laughs> and Tom, what did you deliver? Well, I uh, instead of giving Padre just one beer, I gave him a plethora of beers. Gave him a couple of Sierra Nevadas, including Celebration and Wild Thing, because uh, I know he likes, as I do, the sours. Uh, and then on the sour trail, I gave him... Uh, Sonoma Tart from Bear Brewing. And then also the piece de resistance is from Out of Bounds Brewing up in Rockland, California, Northern California. And I have to tip my hat to my son, Jake, because he picked this one up. It's part of their Kettle Sour series. It's a cherry brewed with lactose and vanilla. I gave this a Shawshank. So sit back and enjoy, Padre. Sit back and enjoy. Yep, I got it here. So are you going to drink all of those beers or just that one? Okay. Yeah, that's the only one I have left. <laughs> oh, 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 and and I and what 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 would a gift for Padre be without some Cali Creamin? Yeah, for sure. That's very true. So Tom Tom had me last year, and Tom is a wonderful gift giver. A gift he giver, loaded yeah. me up with Scottish ales last year that I, I had throughout uh, throughout the winter. So yeah, everybody gets to have Tom pull their name out of the hat at least once. I, I hope. Or yeah, I just wrote in my notes, Tom picks me again next year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you control that. So it's <laughs> smart and well played. Uh, <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm going to uh, go ahead with the Kettle Sour series. And uh, Tom even delivered this particular beer, two of them, and they were on ice. So I assumed this was the one you, what's the French word you used? It was fantastic. Piste resistance. Yeah, that's the one. And it's the exact opposite of your uh, sour, Todd, in terms of uh, ABV. It's 7.5 instead of 5.7. So that's good. Oh, my gosh. And it is, it, it's, if there's a six, that's a, it's beyond <laughs> Shoshan. Wow. Wow. <laughs> beyond. I mean, I think. Here we go, Padre, just for you. Oh, my God. We sat and drank with the sun on our shoulders and felt like free men. Hell, we could have been tarring the roof of one of our own houses. We were the lords of all creation. Yeah, this is my all-time favorite beer that just happened. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, Whoa. my God. It is. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Mark, Whoa. That, mark that spot. You're right not just saying that because we're on the air, are this you? This is big. No. No. I, my gosh. That is a fantastic, wow. fantastic See, this is beer. the problem with doing I'm this on Zoom is that, is that we can't sit around and share it. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's we can't share it. I want, no, I want to taste uh, it. Screw the hug. Uh, I want to have some of that uh, beer. Uh, 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 right, I'm out. Yeah, come on down. Come on down, guys. I need a picture of that next for when we release this episode. Yeah. The best beer I've ever had. 
Well, good job, Tom. You just gave him the best beer. Tom, I'm, I'm going to call you Ping from now on. And, uh, you know, Tom wins. <laughs> <laughs> you're the ping to my skip, baby. You're welcome, Skip. <laughs> so I, I do want to share that um, I was, you know, on the way home from work today, I went by Talents and I dropped off what he will share here shortly. And it was a four pack. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to grab one of those because I, I want to taste it and I can share with him what that is. But felt really good that I was giving him three of these beers. That was a, yeah. you know, that's a pretty nice, fantastic gift. And I Super drive generous. up into my driveway and I walk up to my front door and there's a basket. Well, there's a box and it has hats and food and, you know, <laughs> 20 something beers. And, wow. And I'm like, man, I, I couldn't even give talent all of the beers that I bought. I, <laughs> I had to take one with me. So, uh, <laughs> uh, well, the game was to deliver a beer. So you did beer, three right. times as beer. Beer you're supposed to as well. Excuse me. <laughs> I do have uh, a second one of these. I am going to keep it till we gather before the end yeah. of the year as a group and share Actually, it with you all. Maybe, maybe uh, we get Jake to bring us some more of those if it's the best beer ever. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have one more too, so I can set it aside. And all right. Share them. All right. Yeah, Sounds that. good. Friends. Everybody should have friends like this. And Joe, what did you deliver over to talent? I delivered to talent and Aki Aki, which is a, Anybody guess? Hmm. Maybe a Mexican lager. Maybe a Mexican lager. Yes. That French. I checked. <laughs> it's a French Mexican lager. I checked his untapped. It was a, uh, it's a uh, unique for him. And I had one, the, the one that I <laughs> commandeered, uh, I've had. And I really love it. I think it's a great Mexican lager, but we'll see what talent thinks. So what's the brewery again? Well, so the beer, the brewery is called Casa Agria, which is in Oxnard, which means Casa Sour in Spanish, which I thought was really funny because when I first saw the name, I'm like, that that's, but it's from Oxnard, you know, in California. It is Akiaki, which is Spanish for Akiaki. Right. Every time. Uh, or here, here, here. I, I'm going to tell you, Joe, this is a great Mexican lager. I actually, I, I'd be interested in because I know Jeff doesn't like a lot of Mexican lagers. This is such a smooth drinking Mexican lager. Like if I just have this, close my eyes, I, it's like a summer beer, but it's like, I wish this brewery was closer because I would buy this all the time. I gave it a, a four or five, um, which is, is is very high. Like the only other, I think, Mexican lager I've given that high is Sublime. I'd put it right on par, par with Sublime. It's one of the one of the best ones I've had. Um, so they nailed it. Kia Kia, they nailed it. Um, so I'd be really here. interested. It's, it, Oxnard is what, about two and a half hours from here? It'd be great to go to that brewery and see, because if they're making this quality of, of Mexican lager, what their other beers would probably taste like as well. So cheers and thank you. And I appreciate even just three of them. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna save them and yeah. make them last good. as long as they don't last, like at least till the end of the podcast. Hey, full disclosure, I first was gonna take two of them. <laughs> <laughs> You're a giver. I sacrificed. Giver. I gave you. You are a giver. Yeah. So no, it's it's a really good. It's a really good beer. So uh, yeah, cheers. Uh, they did a great job. Well, Tom, I have to say, you know, I gave. I mean. Joe, I had to get, I gave Tom a six pack and I was thinking, I really haven't had this beer in a while. I'd like to taste one, but I thought that would be kind of cheesy to take one <laughs> away. <Yeah. laughs> but that, but, uh, Todd, here's I the logic is then you get a share of the experience of tasting yeah, that yeah. beer. I, I, was, I was thinking that. Yeah, you, have I was a, thinking that. you have a comrade yeah. in the experience. I also really, uh, Tom enjoys the sours more than I do. So I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah it's okay. okay. I've had it before. Fair. 
No, I, I thought Joe when he saw, I said I really appreciate him Joe because that way we can. It's almost like we can drink together here in this. Uh, Amen. That's right. Yeah, yeah, so that's great. So Joe, thank you for being so generous and, and a yeah, yeah, <laughs> and taking one. You're welcome. Yeah. So you can be the skip to my ping. Awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> good. So so I'll ping skip ping then. That's fantastic. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Let's get a little too close it for is, a couple. You know, yeah. Holy yeah. Spirit. Those are close. Todd, you were talking about it. I think it's polyamory. It's fine. Polyamory. Yeah. What a segue. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. What a, oh my, do you know what I got, Doc? Did you know I, that was a segue? I, oh, the no, segue. No, we did not. All right. So I dropped a beer off for, for the Doc from Fall Brewing in San Diego, California, or down there in North Park, San Diego. I was actually trying to get their Imperial Amber called Enormous Schwanstucker. <laughs> it just sounds like a beer, not a beer, and the doc style. Enormous Schwanzucker. It's too. Yeah, thank you. Or if they didn't have that, I was hoping to get their poop juice, apricot IPA. Neither <laughs> <laughs> of those were available. So I, I, no, I know, knowing how the doc feels about hazies, I got him. Yeah. We could be heroes. Just oh. for one day. Yeah. Nice. Right, I'm going to crack it right now. So there you go. There's your David Bowie connection. Thank you. And <laughs> smells like a hazy. Tastes like a hazy. Oh, and thoroughly enjoyable. Where's Fall Brewery? Uh, North Park. When we were, uh, it was the oh, one nice. that was too far up the hill when we were riding the bike to. Uh, oh, we were pedaling oh, the, the, the bike, the big bike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like, well, that's way <laughs> uphill. <laughs> so we didn't yeah, take it to that we one. We only do downhill. I like it. Not too hot. Not super hoppy. It's yeah. It's it's a it's a uh, it's a solid hazy. Thank you. I pulled a Joe. I had one. I thought they were fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question on this though. Let's let's be honest. Going back to what you said before, like you're in a brewery and you look up on the board and you see a beer called Poop Juice. Poop juice. <laughs> yeah. Are you ordering no. it? Are you ordering I, it? I'm not until I see Apricot IPA, and then I'm yeah, oh, I, yeah. But it's Apricot. I'm like where did that? Mm, thought, like we, we need to have them on and find out the thought process behind naming yeah, it. Poop. Oh, you should see Paul Brewing's uh, uh, names. The names of their. Yeah, I've had a bunch of their beers. Are, I just haven't. I haven't had the poop juice. So I'm really looking forward to getting to know them and and finding out about their naming process because, kind of like a uh, hen house, yeah. they're having a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't know if I want to get too close to a bunch of guys who are talking about poop juice. I'm not sure. I, I think I'd want to see the color of the beer first. Mr. Bidet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's because I don't enjoy poop juice, so that's, that's why I have the bidet. Yeah, fair, fair. Yeah. That's fair. Right. So, side note, we found a gift for Todd, which is bunghole liquor, came yeah. <laughs> across yeah. our text recently. And... Um, so for Christmas, Todd, I got you an annual pass to Bunghole Liquor, so oh, you can nice. enjoy their rides and the, yeah, anytime you want. You keep on coming. <laughs> yeah. So did you guys see the the t shirt? The one t shirt I love it. It's, well, the first t shirt was Bunghole is not a dirty word. The other t shirt I like it said Bunghole Liquors. We're not number one, but B U T T. We're right up there. <laughs> that was great. Gotta appreciate the sense of humor there. Yeah, that's a good one. Listeners, we have gifts for you, starting with Talent Presents, I Bet You Didn't Know, Holiday Edition. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. 
So I, I thought with this one to take a little trip down uh, memory lane. We were talking about best Christmas gifts ever before. And so I kind of started looking back at what were some of the top Christmas gifts from years. And it was kind of fun, especially looking back in the uh, 70s when most of us were children. Um, and then also kind of carrying forward into our adult years. And then as we had kids. Uh, so I just got to I'll go and kind of run through the few of these and you guys can uh, reminisce a little bit. So uh, first one that came up and I had one of these. I loved it. 1973 was the Evil Knievel stunt cycle. I don't know if you guys remember yeah. that thing and you would put it down. Yeah. And then if you did it wrong, it would burn you. Remember how you, you, you I was, that was pretty good. Uh, 1976 then came on stretch Armstrong. So I don't know how many of you guys had a stretch Armstrong. I think I had the stretch Armstrong and the stretch Hulk stretch Hulk. It's awesome. Yeah. Stretch Hulk as well. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the fun facts about that, uh, he was filled with corn syrup. So I don't know if any of you guys found that out the hard way. Um, yes. <laughs> and then, uh, the gift from the seventies that I never got, but uh, still a little bit of a sore subject here. It was in, it was the, in 1977, the Atari 2600. So that's really probably was one of the, like originally, like Pong was original, remember that? And then Atari came out and that changed everything. Yeah. But it was interesting because I, I did the sale price of the Atari. Now I understand why I didn't get it. Uh, the sale price of the Atari in 1977 was $199. They said basically if you equate that, that's about $800 in today's cash. So think about that. It's, that's actually more, than what now the game systems are actually going for now. So that explains a lot why I never got the Atari 2600. So uh, I forgive you, mom and dad. I was told to go play outside. Yes, go play outside. Exactly. So was I. So was I. Yeah. And then uh, so we moved into the 80s, which at that point, I think most of us were into our you know early teenage, teenage years. So probably toys weren't such a big deal. But some of the things that you guys may remember, 83 Cabbage Patch Kids, um, those came on sold almost uh, 600 million in Cabbage Patch and people were just going crazy from now. I think that was the first time where we saw things where people were waiting in line and traveling from state to state to try and get that for Christmas for their kids. And people would fight each other in the stores. This is like pre-social media. So uh, think about that. You know, that, that, that was like the first thing that started that 1988 um, Nintendo comes out with the, with their first game system, I think kind of changed everything and kind of put us on the path we are today. Um, and then in 89, they followed that up with the Game Boy, which was, again, was revolutionary because of the fact that now you have handheld uh, gaming available to you. 1995, I just think this is kind of funny because I remember back at the time uh, how huge these became, but uh, was Beanie Babies. Uh, 1995 was when Beanie Babies came out. They actually said at one point, Beanie Babies accounted for 10% of eBay sales. That's how crazy people want. So think about <laughs> wow. that accumulated wow. and paid tons of money, and they're worth like nothing now. You know what yeah. I mean? I think half the Beanie Babies we ever had would just became dog toys until they chewed on them and all the, st the guts fell. Oh, they'll make a comeback someday. Yeah, they might do they it. Will. So Hold on to your Beanie Babies. Yeah, 1996, Tickle Me Elmo. You guys, that became a yeah. huge hit. Uh, 97, that was the Tamagotchi, uh, which was the thing where you would like that little pet, that, like electronic thing. You had to feed it and this and that, and then people would die and so on. Or the, the pet would die if you didn't feed it. They said they sold about 76 million units of that, but it, just a cheap little thing. That's crazy. 98, the Furby came out. That was that crazy thing where they had the eyelids moving and talking and that kind of stuff. 2000, Razor Scooter comes out, you know. And, yeah, uh, the Razor, yeah. The Razor Scooter. And then, obviously, you guys start getting into stuff where maybe our kids now are, are starting to uh, be of an age. But 2005, Xbox 360 comes out. 2006, PlayStation 3 comes out. Uh, which I think changes changed everything with regards to gaming systems in terms of what they're capable of. And that just continued with like the DS and the Wii and, and all of that kind of stuff. 
2009, I actually remember getting one of these for my daughter was the Zuzu Pets, which was the little pet hamster. It was like this little furry thing and you couldn't find them anywhere. And basically, I think originally it says here that they were for $9 and, but because people were going so crazy for them, uh, they actually, you, you, you were paying like 60 bucks to get one by the time Christmas came around. And I think that's kind of in the height too of the eBay, the eBay one around 2010. The next one, they said that's the iPad. That's when the iPad came out. And that became a, a, a huge thing. They said that the iPad, think about this, that that tablet sold 300,000 units on its first day uh, that it was released. Holy crap. Right. Yeah. And then 2011, this was when my kids had this and they loved it, was a uh, Leap Pad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was really fun. And then things that have been, I think, post our kids, so we may not be quite as aware of it recent, more recently, was like the Elsa doll was huge in 2014. They said that because of Frozen, Disney's merchandising arm had... $4 billion in sales in 2014. Huh. So that's kind of crazy. They're, they're $4 billion. Okay. They're going to make it. Yeah, they're, they're going to be all right, I think. Which explains why they were able to buy the entire Star Wars franchise. But uh, I was just going to say, and then they bought Star Wars. Yeah. And that, yeah, so they're not going to struggle. And then that, that speaking of that, that's, that was the last one I got was 2015. Uh, the big one was that was you could get the uh, the BB-8 Star Wars toy droid. And they basically, uh, they kind of looked at that and and uh, that there was a, a company called Sphero and that just, they put that out and it went crazy and they kind of took off. So that was kind of fun, just kind of going through memory lane a little bit on some of those. And and again, I reflected, it was funny as I reflect back on that, I remember one of the funniest stories I'll tell is with our own kids. Because I think you kind of go through, you when you work and you have these presents you wanted and, and maybe you got them or you didn't get them and again whatever what the hot present was of the year i'm i actually talk, coming back to this i remember when we were kids because obviously that was uh way pre-social media and, and and all that kind of stuff was you guys remember like the uh the sears catalog would come or the, yes, yeah. the best best catalog and you just take that catalog and you'd be go through it and you'd circle all the toys you wanted and it was such a big deal to do all that kind of stuff and uh so that was kind of funny kind of kind of brought some of those memories back which i thought were pretty cool um and then even when your own kid you know your kids are young and stuff and they have the things they wanted and and you're going you know am i going to go fight people on black friday to try and get this thing because that's when i think black friday i don't i don't know if black friday was such a huge deal when we were kids and stuff like that but it became a big thing early on and it still is you know and are you going to go fight the person at walmart at at 6 a.m pre-sale to to get the whatever toy was the toy of the year you know my parents at, at christmas they'd hand all my brothers and i they'd hand us you know playboy the bat last few pages and they'd say hey just circle what you want out of those pages and there you go you're like i want that swing right there and i, <laughs> I go, thanks dad <laughs> yeah. so, actually that explains so much that does <laughs> explain a lot yeah and it's like you're growing a, up in a totally different house. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know, I, I, I had three older brothers. So, yeah, me, you know, so, so basically by the time the Playboy got passed to me and everything yeah, else is always already yeah. taken, it's like what's left for me to circle, you know? Right, right. So. That's, that's <laughs> Probably beats of some sort. I had a lot, had a lot of questions, a lot of questions back then. A lot of questions. Back then. Lot of questions. <laughs> oh, well, anybody else remember the, uh, a great gift, <laughs> the greatest gift back in the day? I think we just got it right there. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, yeah. You, know, you don't want, you don't want to hear what I actually got out of the back of that. Yeah, anything time. You, you can imagine. You like can imagine. Greatest gift. Yeah. But it was life-size, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Which at the time when I was only seven, it was taller than I was. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. Double wise. Hey, is your wife taller than you right like, now? Look eyes up here, please. <laughs> beer Boy, out of beer makes so much sense all of a sudden. It does make a lot of sense. 
we may never lose it that game again. My friends thought it was a big pinata, so you know they didn't know what was going. Your pinata looks a lot like Farrah Fawcett Majors. <laughs> top that, guys. Top that present. You can't no, top that. Can't, no, can't. Can't. Jack, here's what my, here's what my notes say. Best uh, gift ever has never changed the bike. Getting a bike. Yes, I agree. Getting a bike. You get a bike when you're a little kid means you could get far away. It was like freedom. And then when you're older, yeah. man, I could get a paper out and could get money, which was, I guess, a different kind of freedom. So, and and I still think if I got a bike this Christmas, I'd be excited. So hey, for me, hey, Jeff, guess what? Yeah. Jeff, I'm, I'm getting a bike this Christmas. Nice. nice. I'm an e bike. I'm getting an e bike nice. this Christmas. Oh. It's supposed to be coming. They're delivering it on, on Christmas Eve. So I'm right Sweet. there with you. And I'm, I'm actually more excited for this Christmas gift. I think that you talk best. This is probably my best Christmas gift ever. So uh, I'm right there with you. A bike is the greatest thing ever as a, as a gift. Nice. So. Thank you, Santa, of course. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you, Santa, you. of course. Yes. As I've told my my teenage kids this year, uh, or my my teenage, my 23-year-old and my 19-year-old, uh, that uh, Santa is, uh, is recuperating COVID. The elves are very vulnerable to COVID, so he's not going to be coming down this year um, because he's a, he's a giver, and he wants to think about those others, and he's, he's social distancing up out there. Plus, the reindeers, uh, I think, really struggle with it as well. So Santa spent all his money on a new electric bike. For you, that's true. I have very little experience with e-bikes, so I'm excited. I'm excited for you because I've always thought of an e-bike as just a sad motorcycle. But, but I'm but when we get out on the trails and I'm and I'm a sweaty mess and huffing and puffing, and you zip right by me. I think an e-bike will be in my future. <laughs> as my uh, as my son told, said to me when I told him we were doing this, uh, he said, "Oh, I'm glad to see you're embracing your 50s." <laughs> I, I was just going to say. Uh, 20, awesome. 20 years ago, we would have thought that was cheating. Nowadays, we're like, thank God. Yes. Hey, whatever gets you out there, whatever gets you outside, right? What's going to get you outside exercising? Go for it. Well, anybody else got a great gift memory? Two things that stick in my mind was uh, getting a train set when I was a little kid and then yep. the Millennium Falcon for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. So. so Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. But I will say this, that Tom, because I've known Tom for quite some time, uh, they had the greatest uh, collection of Star Wars figures and, and characters and all that. So I'm on the Star Wars theme. I got a Luke Skywalker action figure, and I was super, super uh, proud and excited to have received that for Christmas. And I had my friend uh, John Bush over, and he brought a case of action figures that he got for Christmas. <laughs> we had like 20 action figures in the case. And I have never been so jealous of, of a Christmas gift. But Kind of like when uh, Tom brings a gift of beers over. And then yeah, Joe same thing. I'm, I've been living over. this cycle forever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, no. We've all been in that spot. I was right there with you with that, where like you go, and I'm like, gosh, I've always I've ever wanted like the Atari 20, whatever that was, and and this and this and this, and then you go over to someone's house and they've got that, this, that, everything else, and you're going, oh, okay. And you know what? Now yeah. you totally get it and understand it, but when you're seven or eight or nine, no. you don't understand that. You don't get it. <laughs> so you know how I know when that that's when I thought Santa was real is when I was seven and I circled that stuff out of the, the back pages. Yeah. When the when the doll arrived and looked like Farrah Fawcett Majors, who was the hottest uh -huh. guy at the time, 
Yeah, there is a Santa. There, there for is. sure is. A Santa. <laughs> no, Todd, at seven, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Was there ever Only any Santa doubt? would know that I had a crush on Farrah Fawcett? Yeah. Yeah, you and half the other pubescent yeah. teens in America that year. Right. Hey, you know she lived in Carlsbad. Yeah. What? She did right by my parents. Yeah. Right. yeah. Exactly. She did. Not that I didn't stalk her, but yeah, she did. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right by my parents. Doc, you have a a gift for the listeners? A gift? Yes, I have a I have a beer, not a beer. Nice. What? That's what I'm talking about. The gift that keeps on giving. Welcome to the holiday edition of Beer Not a Beer. I'm going to name four beers. Can you find the one that is not a real beer? Are you ready? Three are real beers. One is not a beer. Here we go. Beer number one is Santa's Jingle Balls. Santa's Jingle Balls, an IPA. Beer number two is Naughty Santa's Hooch. It's a honey blonde. Naughty Santa's Hooch. Beer number three. Beer number three is Bad Santa. Bad Santa. It's a Cascadian dark ale. Beer number four is Santa's Sack. It's a it's a Belgian. It's a strong Belgian or a Belgian strong, however you want to call it. So once again, the four beers: Santa's Jingle Balls, Naughty Santa's Hooch, Bad Santa, and Santa's Sack, which is not a beer. I'm going to go clockwise. Starting with Sound Guy Tom. Hooch. Hooch is not a beer. Producer Joe. Poop juice. Can't be a beer. <laughs> poop juice. <laughs> now that I found out that poop juice is a beer, anything can be a beer. <laughs> uh, Santa Sack. I'm going to go Santa Sack. Santa Sack. All right. And talent. Oh, my gosh. Um... Well, in keeping with the Kung Fu, the iron crotch, I'm going to go with Santa Sack. Santa Sack. Santa Sack. And Influencer Jeff. Same logic, different answer. I'm going with Jingle Balls all the way. Jingle Balls all the way. Here we go. Santa Sack is a beer by actually two two breweries. Uh, Bridge, Bridge Brewing is one I didn't write down where they're from. The next beer, I don't think you guys chose this one. Bad Santa is uh, from Pelican Brewing in Oregon. Been there. And uh, Naughty Santa's Hooch is a honey blonde, but I forgot to write down where they're from. And the beer I pulled out of the thin air is Santa's Jingle Ball. Well done, Influencer. influencer. It's been a long time since I got one right. I want to thank all the people who have supported me uh, (laughs) here as I played this game. And, uh, you know, appreciate it. And I'm going to put this trophy in a special place for everyone to see. There you go. Congratulations. So uh, thanks for playing Holiday Jingle Balls. Join us a year from now and we'll play again. <laughs> hey, I have an update on the Big Bad Baptist Chocolate Raspberry Imperial Stout Aged in Whiskey Barrels talent. Yeah, you do. Now that it is warmed up. That whiskey barrel is really coming through on it. 4.75 for me. Wow. And I want I want Tyler in Wisconsin to know I'm almost done. 
Oh, oh. oh. that's good for Tyler to know. Well done. I don't know how I'm going to get to the dinner table tonight, but I'm almost. It is so good. I just realized that I've almost finished all of it at 11.6 percent. So uh, 22 ounces and 22. No, between 11 and 13 percent is what I. Yeah, yeah. No, they they label it once they figure it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, put an label on there. 11.6. Oh, it's so good. What a delicious beer. So thank you and. Thank you, Epic Brewing, and thank you, Talent. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Since you weighed at only like 130 pounds, yeah. Jeff, you must be yeah. really feeling that. Soaking yeah. wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Listeners, oh, thank dear. you for sharing the hour of your holiday season with us. If you're looking for a last-minute gift for your ILB pals, how about sharing our podcast with your beer-drinking friends? I can't believe I said all that without stumbling after drinking this beer. (laughs) (laughs) Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We appreciate the support and the sharing. We're excited to launch next week, Best Beer Movie Ever series. We began that project pre-COVID, so you'll hear us sitting around a table talking like people used to do. Wow. Those were the days, huh? Yeah, when we return, 2020 ILB Beersy nominees. Uh, so we even had some nominations from uh, at Discover Pods, who nominates at Historical AF Podcast for their beer content. Uh, so continue to uh, nominate, and uh, we'll see what happens. Peace. Cheers. We'd love to keep going, but right now, we got to run. Come on, we're going for a sleigh ride. Christmas time is here again. Come on, we're going for a sleigh ride To spread good cheer again From the top of the chimney to the top of the wall Dash away, dash away, dash away on